This is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the street, street end. Hello everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Mr Johnny Seven here with Mark Mach over there. Yeah, we're doing it by the wonder of FaceTime today, not in the same room, which uh, is a bonus for me, really, because I don't have to smell John. <laughs> yeah, couldn't get together this week, and so it's, it's only going to be a short podcast, so it didn't seem, uh, it seemed pretty pointless to try and shift all the gear there to do, didn't it? Yeah, we were trying to do a running order before the start of the podcast, and we amounted to about three things, so this could potentially be the shortest podcast in history. Um, but you know what, we do like to waffle on, so I'm sure we can drag it out for a, a short while uh, to assist with people's commutes. Do you think anyone actually listens to us while they commute? Oh yeah, they definitely do. And I, I know my mum does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mum's commute lasts about 30 seconds as you walk around the corner, doesn't it? Well, that, that, this podcast should do it fine then. <laughs> so what have we got to look at then, Johnny? Well, we've got no game, game to look back at. Um no Everton players featured in the England game, so don't really want to talk about that. So yeah, England struggled, didn't he? You know, and then obviously one of them over the park popped up in the last minute to save any blushes. It and was that's pretty much all I've got to say on it. It was shite. I didn't even watch it. I can't watch them. Oh, I, I, I begrudgingly watched, but it was it was just hard going. Um, no change really. New manager, same old. Uh, there was no change in a lot of internationals because uh, Timmy Cale came on for Australia and scored with his first kick. Good Timmy, good on Tim. Still going strong, that lad. Yeah, he's uh, he just signed for Melbourne in Melbourne, hasn't he? So. he has, yeah, which I think are one of these clubs that are affiliated to Man City, a bit like uh, New York City. Yeah, so he's, uh, his Chinese dream is finished anyway. So he, he was over there with a couple of clubs, but. Found his I way back don't home. think he ever actually had a Chinese dream. I think he just sort of shitload of money and went. Well, same thing. Anyway, we're, we're kind of verging on um, news territory here, so shall we play our news jingle and let's dive in? Let's do it. News! So the only real talking points we got for news, I suppose the main stuff is uh, bits to do with the international break. So Lukaku was probably the most newsworthy with uh, two goals for Belgium on Monday, was it, or Sunday? I can't remember what day it was now. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, Lukaku's playing under such an attacking manager now at Belgium, isn't he, that, um, <laughs> you know, it's obviously paying dividends for him. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a new start under a new manager, isn't it? So... Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but good to see. I think. I think if any player needed a bit of an international break, needed to find his feet, it was probably Lukaku. And we all know that he's generally a bit of a street player, isn't he? If he scores in one game, he'll probably go on and score in three or four or five games. So uh, I think it's a good sign, and hopefully he can bring that form back to, to Goodison or, or back to the stadium of light on Monday. The problem is though, when Lukaku goes on international break. He always tends to talk, and 
uh, this week was no different really where he, he's saying that you know he, he, he didn't want to get any grief off Evertonians for leaving so he's going to stick with us apparently and he didn't want to push the Chelsea move through all this kind of stuff and uh, did he turn down the, the Juventus move or did Juventus turn it down or did we turn it down or what my first opinion on this is if he doesn't want to get shit off Evertonians keep your mouth shut do what every other footballer says and answer any question in the most blase way ever by not really giving an answer I don't know why because it's not like the first time every single time he goes away with Belgium now whether it's something that's a bit lost in translation I don't know but ridiculous I mean he just by saying he basically sort of intimated that he he took pity on Everton and thought he'd he'd you know save them another year of his precious time before that is not a good way of um, sort of apologising to the fans if uh, nearly leaving um, yeah but if Juventus bid 50 million then I think Everton would have rejected that because we want 70 five or something don't we so money talks yeah I mean just keep he should just keep his gob shut but he, he just it's hard I suppose it's hard when someone keeps sticking a microphone in his face or asking him on social media or whatever um, but it, I don't even I don't even know whether he sees that he's like coming across like a tit I think he is it just, just this day and age of mercenary footballers do you just think it's okay to talk like that but then, you know, if the if the fans aren't cheering in the next home game, you'll be the first one to go and stand by, you know, the, the Gladys Street goal and put his hands fists up in the air and try and get the crowd behind him after after this bullshit. I think, though, I think a lot of us forget he's still a kid, isn't he? And, and kids say things that they shouldn't say. They just speak without thinking. And so I think probably that's got a bit to do with it. He's still a young fella, isn't he? Uh, you see it all the time in all different walks of life so um, maybe you'll learn from his mistakes maybe he's just a diddy I think more likely the latter um, he has come out so though what's, what's your pe- right forget his footballing ability what's your personal opinion on him do you, do you like him as a character when you see him on Instagram and you see him doing all these different things and or do you just, do you just think he's an idiot no, I I think he always comes across like genuine and all those things. You know, like when he when he first moved here permanently, and he put the thing on Instagram where he was on the on the plane. Uh, it all seemed like he was, you know, was happy and nice. And so whether it is lost in con- uh, translation or whatever, I do think he thinks that he is a lot better than he is. Unfortunately, uh, and there's going to be a time. Well, I suppose the time is now where you you know that's telling because he thinks he's this superstar striker, and the reality of it is he's probably decent Premier League level striker, not world class as he thinks he is. So I don't know, but I think he's got people around him who are probably telling him that he's world class. So I think he's a, I think he's a nice enough fella, but I think he needs to be brought down to earth a little bit. Yeah, agrees, but um, I just I don't I don't know who is giving him advice to do these things. Um, you know, I don't see how it like benefits his agent. I don't see how it it helps him in, in any way really to be going away with Belgium and just flapping his gums. 
Well, if, he, if it, benefit, it benefits his agent, if he gets a 75 million quid move to like one of the, the true top clubs in the, wor- in the world, then the agent's going to get a, a large, well, a percentage of that, and he's going to get... Yeah, but does that, how does that benefit? If, if Lukaku's constantly saying, I'm going to leave, I want to leave, etc., etc., surely that reduces his transfer value because other clubs know he's expressing the desire to leave. And Everton might not want that headache lying around. Surely, if he says all the time, "I'm really happy at Everton," I wouldn't want to leave unless it was like you know a deal I couldn't refuse, etc., etc. Then that would step the transfer fee up, and henceforth step up his signing on fee and the the agent's fees. Possibly, yeah. But I don't think they're thinking about that. I think they're constant. The agents are probably constantly. Being on the on the proactive, trying to get the move done. So, if he get if he signs with someone like Chelsea or Man City or Juventus, or then his his, his endorsement deals are going to go up as well. So, I, I imagine there's going to be more money there as well so for an agent. So, I think it's in their best interest to, to keep it going like that. Unfortunately, so or maybe maybe it's them who keeps. Uh, Keeps telling him that he, he's too good for the club. Yeah, I think there was a reason that Juventus decided to sign Higuain instead of uh, Lukaku, and that's because Higuain is a world-class player. Well, the proof's in the pudding, isn't it? You know, he's he's consistently been on top of the game for God knows how long, and Lukaku has been a little bit hit and miss. All right, he finished last season uh, as our top goal scorer, but I don't think he scored since uh, is it February? Yeah. So. You know, not the best form. He had, he didn't have a good show, and really, uh, in the summer. So, yeah. Well, stop being negative and knocking him now. Uh, he's still our, you know, star centre forward. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be down on him when he, when he's playing. Um, but you know, we've we've got to react to this, haven't we? I'm not going to say he's shit. Get rid of him. Blah blah blah. Like every other blues on social media tends to be doing. But. You know, there's, there's got to be some kind of reaction to it, hasn't there? Yeah, but as we say, hopefully these couple of goals he scored for Belgium while he's away, let's concentrate on that, and hopefully he'll bring that form back with him when he uh, returns. That's one positive he has said, but you know, he, he is going to bring this form back, and um, we stick with him, and he'll score, which I've got no doubt. You know, he's he, he is he is a good finisher uh, most of the time, so uh, I've got no doubt he'll 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 be on form again soon. Uh, I think looking through some of, uh, in fact, before we move on to some of the other internationals, um, while we're on the subject of Belgium, um, there's been a bit of business or going on with uh, Roberto Martinez. Well, I say business, it's not really business, is it? Uh, Roberto Martinez has had his payoff from heaven. Yeah, uh, so you can grossly mismanage a club, tell lies, and. Uh, been shown giving you marching orders and then still come out with 10.75 million yeah um, I think it could have been 12 million but Everton saved themselves 1.2 million or whatever it is by uh, paying them off in one go uh, he agreed to take that as a settlement figure as long as it's paid off in one go so he basically woke up this morning with a nice big uh, 10 mil sitting in his bank account that's, that is absolutely shocking. I can understand sometimes, you know, if you've got uh, a manager who's doing a day-to-day job, trying their hardest, you know, 
saying all the right things, etc., etc., and then the club just aren't performing, and then they lose the job, and getting some kind of some kind of payout. But for somebody who you know, for every aspect of the job, he seemed to be failing in. You know, whether it was training, transfers, uh, performance on the pitch, behind the scenes, every aspect he failed in, and then still comes up a winner. He's got a. But he had a contract. Yeah, but surely this and is. That contract's got to pay, be paid up, even if you decide to terminate it, unless unless it's you know gross misconduct or something. You, you, it's nothing to do with performance related. The contract isn't. You, you've got to criticise the club for giving him that new bumper contract because that's what's led to this payout. I, I I can't work that out though. It's like if you're not doing if if you're in any any other walk of life. If you've got a job there and you're not performing to the standards that are required, then you just let go, aren't you? You're not paid three years' pay or whatever. Well, in some jobs you are. I don't think in, in the jobs at our level you're not, um, because let's face it, uh, we're minions. However, uh, you know, I think in jobs like banking jobs or business jobs, when you're like the you know the director of companies or you, you're brought in to turn something round, you know, if you don't if you don't actually do what you've been asked to do, you still do get paid out. That's just the way it is. Uh, so yeah, and that. But I I've worked this. I looked at this and broke it down mathematically yesterday, and I've worked out that that's basically he's basically been given a million pounds. For every shot on target we are last season. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So it's quite depressing for Everton's uh, from Everton's point of view. On on a completely unrelated note, what would you have done if you'd woke up this morning with ten million quid in your bank? I would have done the same as I did this morning, which was check my emails and that, text you, fancied if you uh, said asked if you fancy doing the podcast, uh, watched. The, uh, the UFC press conference from the other day and um, yeah exactly what I did this morning not <laughs> yeah if I'd have had 10 million in my bank when you text me saying John do the podcast I'd have replied see you later son <laughs> <laughs> I won't be doing it for a while well no I might have I might have like rang you from me, me new yacht in the Bahamas uh, and spoke about Everton for about 30 seconds. Yeah, fair enough. Do you think we could have hired someone who actually knows what they're talking about to come on if we had 10 million? Yeah, we could get like Peter Beagrey or Mark Keown or someone, couldn't we? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, in the other news, from international duty, uh, Seamus Coleman not only uh, was back in the squad, he was back in the starting lineup as captain for Ireland. So... Yeah, he'd been working. He played Serbia, didn't he? And he'd been working with uh, with his like own personal physio, I think, rather than even train with them. But it, it obviously shows just what um, his value to Ireland is really on the pitch. The fact that he's he's walked straight back in. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's a, it's one of those where you're happy to see him back, but it's a bit worried that he's thrown straight back into the fray like that against the team with some decent players and the likes of Ivanovic and. A few Tadic, a few others who were well known on the Premiership, so it wasn't like it was a particularly easy game for them to step back into. Did you see Roy Keane's um, 
tearing the uh, the, the, the the reporter's ass. Uh, sorry, a new arsehole at that uh, at the press conference where he where he asked him about McCarthy. Not he was right though, wasn't he? Of course he was. I don't know. I don't know where everyone's getting this. That James McCarthy is not going to get any first team football. Well, apart from one game where he's injured, he's played in every single game. As Roy Keane pointed out, so we're, we're, it's not like he's been sat on the bench for six months, is it? I, it was just it was spot, it was absolutely spot on, and you can see the the reporter absolutely speech uh, speechless, and you know this all this speculation. It's about time somebody just did that. Just just stood the ground. Went well, you know, basically, what do you want about? So, um, nice one. Do you think Roy Keane's the scariest man in football? <laughs> in that situation, yeah. It's just it's it's not. He's just he's not particularly physically intimidating, but he's just like. Cold, isn't he? It's like, in- <laughs> super intense, yeah. Yeah, you would rip your face off if you tried to stroke his dog. Yeah, you get you to stick stick up your bollocks. Um, other news, uh, one which broke, I think it was late last night or yesterday evening. Uh, Landon Do- Donovan has uh, come out of retirement again. Well, I say again. Yeah, obviously not to play for out. I wish he was coming back to play for Evan, but yeah, he's not coming back to play for Evan. He's come out to play for uh, LA Galaxy because obviously they're struggling at the minute because they've got zero decent midfielders, have they at all? They've got they've got some like scouse lad in midfield. Apparently, he's terrible. Um, but uh, I think they're injury stricken at the minute. Yeah, he's one of them, isn't he? That's injured. Uh, a couple of others. I and... just hate the thought that Landon Donovan now might be mates with Steven Gerrard. Oh, imagine them crunching him and training though, that'd be good, wouldn't it? That would be good actually, yeah. Um and would De Jong moved as well, so they literally have I think you know, maybe one fit midfielder and Donovan coming back in, so the, the last few pitches he didn't look in the best. For two years though, has he? So I don't know how you know, it's gonna take a, a bit of a while to get that fitness back. That's what I was gonna say, he didn't look in the best of Nick last time you know, last time we, we saw pictures of him. So I, th- I think he'd been eating a few uh, Mississippi mud pies, hadn't he, over in America? A few key lime pies. He can eat whatever. We love. We still love London, don't we? Yeah, uh, we do. um, just going back to the internationals quickly. I was reading a thing about uh, our South American Blues had fared, uh, and I think uh, Brian Oviedo played for Costa Rica and, and they won. Um, I think uh, Funes played for Argentina. They drew. And Enna Valencia played for Ecuador, and they lost. So it was a mixed bag. Did uh, the under twenty ones for Spain? Did they uh, did they get beat against Sweden? Every week you ask me about the under twenty ones, even though you know I have like this hatred of Gerard Delafeu, so I pay no attention. I haven't got a clue. I don't even know if Spain under twenty ones played. Okay. I, I realised last week as well. I said um, I said jokingly uh, that Jerry's obviously about thirty now, and I, I, I don't think people got the sarcasm in that. Obviously, we know that he's only what, 21, 22 So, yeah, you wish he was about thirty because then there'd be less uh, less to go in his career, don't you? Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We've only got one more bit of news, really. Which, well, I suppose it's it's kind of related. Uh, the, the, there was some news breaking last week about uh, Mashiri, his reaction to uh, the transfer window closing, and how disappointed he was. 
and then following on from that uh, there was news leaked that we'd put in a, a last minute bid for Yarmolenko who obviously we've been linked a lot with over the last uh, 18 months um, but it just what a surprise eh? Yarmolenko's name comes up on transfer deadline day he but... is undoubtedly the new Raquelman undoubtedly <laughs> why what right We've been apparently we've been after him for so long. He's been keen for so long, but is is it another one of those like trying to appease the fans kind of things? Like shit, we've not managed to get anyone in. So let's go back to Yarmolenko and see what we can do there. Right, sorry, we've just been disconnected, folks. Um, so yeah, back to Yarmolenko, see what we can do. And we obviously we couldn't get it done in time. It, yeah, I mean, if you'd have a look at the time, and I think they said the bid was submitted about an hour and a half before the end of the window, and that sort of ties in with uh, just about the time they found out that um, Soko was, you know, walking down the old Kemp Road, uh, eating pie and mash and, and singing uh, Knees Up Mother Brown. So, uh, yeah, um, it just smacks of desperation. They've obviously sat there and gone, Every target we've tried to get has now signed somebody else. Who can we try and get? Who can we? And then somebody's gone. What about that? Yeah, I'm a Lenko fella. Uh, and it's embarrassingly failed at the first hurdle. So the fact that this story came out is this meant to appease the fans to show that we were still willing, or is this an, ab- an embarrassment that it's come out? Well, I don't think we know, we didn't release it, did we? I think it was the uh, the Dynamo Kiev. President or whoever who's come out, so uh, yeah, I think it's basically Kiev have just laughed at us because I think didn't we in one of the last transfer windows sort of out them as being notoriously difficult to deal with, uh, so I think they've basically just two shade us. Yeah, bit of a joke really, but is the interest still there, or is this just going to be a running joke like you say with Raquel May being spotted on County Road? I would bet my life well maybe not my life that's a bit that's drastic I would bet a nice big juicy £20 note that he will never sign for us right okay Um. yeah so basically that's it on the news anything else you want to add there's no no stadium updates or anything is there no not heard anything in all honesty I thought the stadium would have been formally announced by now however I do sometimes forget that we are Everton Football Club and nothing happens quickly or when you'd expect it to happen so uh, no no news on that um, you know it's still looking like the same place still looking like Bramley Moor Dock and a couple of the surrounding docks um, but yeah uh, it's another case of watch this space ok I'm just going to play you our links now uh, to get in touch with us on social media and then we're going to have a look at the Sunderland game so we'll be back in a sec This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC. Yeah, so the Blues are back this weekend, well, kind of this weekend, after another crappy early season international break. And it's a visit to Sunderland. And it's today. Stadium of Light. Yeah, not the Portuguese one. Anyway, sorry. The um, 
it's a bit of a, a lot of familiar faces there, aren't there? Uh, there are quite a few, yeah. I, I was trying to count up before, uh, and obviously we've got uh, Mr. Moyes in charge. Uh, Big Vic is now signed for Sunderland over the last week or so on uh, being picked up on a free transfer after his release from West Brom. Um, so he's there now. Whether he'll start or not is is pr- probably unlikely, I would have thought. Um, Stephen Pienaar's there after being released by the Blues this summer and one we did forget before Jackie Rodwell yeah I was just thinking about him yeah uh, so Rodwell will probably feature Pienaar will probably play because he played alright the other day yeah Vic maybe on the bench yeah and obviously Moisey it's interesting isn't it do you think he do you think he would, might have tried been in for Tim Cale before he signed for the Melbourne I think that move came a little bit too quick uh, for Moyes to get in there. So possibly, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it, the way he's, he's reverting to, to players who obviously he knows. Um, I think it's just yeah. ones ones he knows he can get as well. You know, obviously Pinar and uh, Big Vic were uh, were unattached. So I think you know I'm, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that Osman hasn't been given a little uh, a little bit of a trial there. Um, I haven't heard anything about Osman at all. Yeah, I think Osman could certainly do a job. I mean, I think, you know, obviously the other one's here, but his, his, his days are gone. But yeah, I think Osman could certainly go up there and, you know, come off the bench for them at, at least and do a role like he was doing at Everton. So, yeah, I'm surprised that that hasn't like been. I still, I still think he could do that to us. I, I still think he could do that for us, so never mind them. I suppose, though, that he'd probably. It's a thin line, isn't it, between all the Sunderland fans jumping on your back saying you're just signing Everton rejects. Uh, that's all you can do. So he's probably got to watch it in that sense. Uh, but yeah, as, as we say, back on Monday. It's Monday night football on Sky Sports here in England. So obviously we're going to have the joys of Jamie Callagher uh, and Gary Neville before and after the game. Um, so yeah, it should be. Uh, I'm looking forward to the game, to be honest. I'm sorry I'm not going up there. It'd be good under the lights up there. Yeah, it would be an interesting one. Um, with Coleman being back uh, available for selection, this is what we talked about last week. Is he going to come back into the side? Depends how fit he is coming back from international duty. Uh, it might be that he's on the bench. Uh, you know, the the good thing is that we don't need to rush him back. It's not like it's urgent because of the former Mason Holgate. Um, who, who, by the way, didn't even make the bench for England under 21 to the night, uh, which surprised me. Well, he must have um, some superstar right back in front of him then, mustn't he? Yeah, Callum Chambers, I think. Who, uh, he's a centre back, isn't he? Yeah, I think he, yeah, he played centre half. I don't think he played right back. I can't remember who played right back, but uh, I'm surprised that Holgate didn't make the bench. But hey ho, you know, he stays fifth for the Blues um, and is there available for Monday night. So. There's no dire need, I don't think, to uh, to rush Coleman straight back into the team, such as Ireland are. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I see him on the bench. You know, if he needs to switch it to a three-five-two-three-three-four-one-one, whatever, that, whatever the formation is, three-five-one-one. Um, yeah, <laughs> my maths is going all over the place with this. Then, you know, uh, Coleman's definitely an option if he's there on the bench. Um, what about you know Lukaku is probably going to start up top. His fitness will be uh, and Valencia is probably going to be on the bench as well, isn't he? 
Yeah, I can't see many changes. In, in all honesty, for the, the, the starting eleven, I can't really see anybody coming or going. So uh, I think the bench, there might be changes on the bench. You can see James McCarthy coming back onto the bench, Seamus coming onto the bench, Valencia coming onto the bench. So we may see the likes of uh, uh, Kone, uh, maybe Tom Davis dropping off the bench. Um, so yeah, it should be, you know, you're looking at that now and you're looking at your bench and it should be a strong bench really, I would have thought. It's a decent of squad we've got, isn't it? Still, it's 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 just it's going to be more telling when there's a few more injuries. But I think we've got some strength there, and we should be able to go there and put on a good performance. You know, we started the season well. We've been a little bit better in defence, so let's go there and have them. Yeah, I think you know we all know what to expect from a David Moyes side. Uh, you know, I think he'll be fairly organised, solid at the back I would expect to probably see like a 4-5-1 formation uh, pretty similar to what he used to play a lot uh, with the Blues uh, and you know I think they'll be difficult to break down but hopefully with Lukaku coming back into a bit of goal scoring form he can get us a goal and you know I can see us going up there winning 1-2-0 um, we've started the season pretty well we've got a good run of games at the start of the season um, so I, hopefully we can build on that. I suppose the uncertainty's gone now as well, isn't it? It's like you know, those players may be thinking uh, they might be replaced. Now this is the squad we've got up until January, so they can just settle and push on. Yeah, and every week with Cumin is, is drilling into into the squad a bit more. Cumin's ideas and his philosophies and, and and everything else. So you know, yeah, I'm. I'm confident we've got a fairly decent record, haven't we? I think going up to Sunderland. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I fancy us. And then you look beyond Sunderland and you've got the likes of Middlesbrough and Burnley coming up. And I know we play City away as well, which, you know, is one of our first really tough games this season. But uh, potentially, and I hate to look too far ahead, we could be flying by that point. Hopefully. I mean, you know, you know, even with Cumin, you you know never to take anything for granted with Everton, don't you? So, maybe you know, Cumin said a few weeks ago we were looking at seventy percent fitness. Uh, we looked a little bit stronger the week after, a little bit stronger week after with this break. Uh, maybe we might be up uh, near a hundred percent full fitness. You've got to be in the nineties now, unless you you know you Coleman or someone who's been injured. Uh, they should be right the way up there to. to Virgin on peak fitness you would have thought maybe 93.7% do you reckon yeah well, that's, a, that's a very accurate <laughs> prediction yeah um, on the note of predictions as I say I fancy us I'm going to go I'm going to go a one goal win I think so either 1-0 or 2-1 uh, and uh, the man to watch it's got to be Jermaine hasn't it I suppose he's the main source of goals up there in Sunderland the form player last season uh, and we all know what Jermaine Defoe can do when he's when he's on blob and scoring goals. So uh, if we keep Defoe quiet, I can't really see where a goal will come from for for Sunderland, unless Big Vic gets up off the floor, stops moaning for a minute, and uh, bundles one over the line with his shoulder. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Hopefully, you know, if we can come back with three points, that'll be a great uh, great way to carry on our good start of the season. Um, anything else to add? Uh, no, that's it really. I'm just glad, obviously, the Premiership's back. We, we, we moan about these international breaks. Uh, the best thing about them is when they're over, in all honesty. 
Um, so we should have a lot more to talk about next week's podcast and you know, a recap of the games and a bit more news and stuff. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the game on Monday. Yes. Okay, so from a personal point of view for the podcast kind of thing, this is our trickiest one so far because we've had nothing to talk about and uh, it's been awkward to set up, but we've come through it, so four in a row, we're doing well, aren't we, Mark? We are. Just a little question, that just to go off on a tangent here that was just floating around in my head. I was thinking about, you know, us going in for Yarmolenko in the last minute, uh, and I was thinking about, like, you know, Moise up at the stadium are like buying players who he knows and trusted. If you were ever a manager and you could just pick up a player on the last day, and I'm not talking like you know Messi or Ronaldo, I'm thinking a player you would just love to see play for Everton, who would you have picked up? That is a tricky one. I did like that. I, I like the uh, the Armalenko link because it, it's just, we've, we've been so excited about him for a, a long time. But I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. I'd still take Pirlo all day, you know. Uh, yeah. For one season. <laughs> just to cream over it. Yeah, fair enough. Right, so, there you go. Alright, well, thanks for everyone listening as usual. As I uh, said last week, we're still not on SoundCloud. We're not going to do SoundCloud anymore. We're on Podbean. We've got a couple more followers on Podbean this week. Uh still on iTunes and we are on Acast Player. I'm going to look into getting us on Google Play so that um, Samsung, etc, Android phone owners can uh, get us on there as well. So, Google Play sounds a bit like a sex aid. Well, yeah, whatever. Don't know. I forgot to take the piss out of you last week of, um, on, 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 uh, on air for playing Pokemon Go when I met you. Why do, why, why do you have to go there? There's nothing wrong with Pokemon Go. It's a, it's, a, it's a very easy way to pass the time in the quieter moments of life. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And when we go off air now, I'll show you my magnum mark because he's well hard. <laughs> right. All right, Sam. I'll catch you later, Mark, and I'll catch you later, Blues. Hopefully, we will be talking next week with another three points on the board. See you later, Blues.